Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents. Our next Reddit post is from Razzie Prince. Let me drop some context on you. Where I live, across my house is a church where people do church things. So last year, I was riding my bike across the neighborhood on a Sunday. People were outside having a gay old time, laughing, chatting. It looked nice. I was riding towards it and ring my bell to let people know I was coming through. A gap formed, and I was going through before a girl jumped in front of me. In my panic, I yelled, whoa, 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 and crashed into a tree. I was in some pain, but I didn't break anything. The girl comes up to me and says, OMG, I didn't mean it. I was trying to stop you because there were a bunch of people here. I'm so sorry. I said, I saw that, but there was a gap forming. Sorry. It's okay. Then, there was a man that was shoving through the crowd saying, Why are you showing sympathy for this stupid boy? Hey you, get up! I get up slowly because my leg is hurting. Stand up properly! This man had a Nigerian accent, so he was very strict and passionate. I can't. I think I pulled a muscle. Why is he acting as though he's in pain? Dad, let me explain. I don't want to hear it, Rose. Let your kid talk. She's speaking the truth. Oh, she knows the truth. You attacked her. And when I was coming out, you acted like the victim. No, he didn't. Dad, stop lying. The entitled dad looked at me, then looked at his daughter, then everyone around watching this entire thing unfold. I couldn't hold it back, and I burst out laughing uncontrollably. Stop laughing. Stop it. Listen, I gotta go home, so bye. And I rode back home. Sometimes when I'm in my bedroom, I look out the window at the church and start smiling. Our next Reddit post is from Angry Carbs. On Saturday, I took my spouse and daughter on a little hike in Shenandoah National Forest now that they've opened again. We chose a small path that runs next to a creek with little pools of water and streams that kids love to play in. We got to a small pool of water and my daughter wanted to play so we stayed there for a bit. A few minutes after we got there, a German woman arrived at the spot with two kids, probably around 6 and 8 years old. She was super demanding to them. Don't touch that. Don't get wet. Etc. Her interactions were just weird. After a bit, an Indian family arrived with four small children. Immediately, the German mother became territorial over this little pool of water and yelled at the Indian man's kids. Stop splashing! Get over away from us! We were here first! The kids looked at her and had that look on their faces that kids get when they don't know what to do. They just sort of froze. After a minute or so, the smallest child, about four, began playing again. The German woman became enraged and yelled, Stop splashing water! She turned to her six-year-old son and told him, Go splash those kids and show them this is our water to play in. Her poor kid looked at her and quietly told her that he wanted to go. The German woman then stood up, went right over to the four-year-old kid and splashed him hard with two hands, completely soaking him while yelling, How you like it? The force was so strong the child fell over in the water. Immediately, and seemingly out of nowhere, the child's father sprinted right up to the German woman and yelled, You do not assault a child, whether your own or others. How dare you splash my child like that? The German woman didn't back down and told him that he should be a better father by watching his children more closely and that her kids were there first. The Indian man said, It doesn't matter what your reasoning is. Only crazy adults think they can assault a small child and knock them over. Don't you hear yourself? You sound insane. I'm reporting you immediately. How could you think your actions are justified? At this point, I was able to turn my camera on and film the end of the confrontation. 
She backed off and packed her things, but still kept her mouth running at the Indian man. He then stopped giving her attention and just ignored her with the best dismissive hand wave I've ever seen. We were shocked that such an interaction would happen over something so petty, but we were glad that the mother got put in her place. I just felt bad for her son and daughter, who, even at their young age, were so embarrassed by their mother's actions. So, OP did upload the tale into the confrontation, and I watched it, but I wouldn't say it's worth including in this video. But the great thing is, the entitled mom just kind of walks away grumbling in that way that people who know that they've lost do. I can't believe you did that. That's so rude. What's wrong with these people? I'm so angry. This makes me so frustrated. You know what? You're stupid. Our next Reddit post is from Directed Accordingly. This happened when I was 10 years old. I was playing in the local park with my three older brothers, Jake 11, John 12, and James 14, and our neighbors, Cal 10, and Craig 13. We were all laughing and having fun when John had the idea to play a game on the roundabout. The game is pretty dumb and dangerous, but really fun back then. It involves five of us holding onto the outside poles as one of us pushed the roundabout as fast as possible. We all had to hold on for dear life or we would get flung off, and the last one holding on would win. We all ran up to the roundabout and got into position. My brothers thought it was a bad idea for me to play because I have a joint disability. I later got diagnosed with HEDS, but because there hadn't been an incident for a while, they let me play. I held on, wrapping my legs and arms around the pole along with Cal, John, Craig, and Jake. James began pushing the roundabout really fast, and we were all screaming and shouting in excitement. For me, the screams of joy turned into screams of severe pain as my leg had dislocated around the pole. As the roundabout spun, it was slowly pulling my legs apart, and it was agony. James realized what was happening and immediately grinded the ride to a halt. Everyone was panicking as they couldn't move me, and any attempt they made made it more excruciating, and I screamed louder. In a panic, James, John, and Craig told Cal and Jake to stay with me so they could run and get my dad. They ran off, and a crowd of parents and their kids gathered to see what was going on. The parents did try to touch me, but Jake and Cal explained that I have a disability and the others were getting my dad who knows what to do, and they added that moving me might make it worse. A lot of parents looked very concerned, with some kids looking really confused as I looked like I was just sitting there crying. Enter the entitled mother and her turd of a daughter, maybe about 12 years old. They approached the group and asked what was going on, and the other parents explained the situation. The entitled mother immediately said how ridiculous everyone was being and saying that I'm clearly just trying to get attention by the looks of things. Cal was with me patting my back, telling me I was going to be okay, while Jake was telling the other kids not to be mean as they supposedly were saying the same as entitled mother. The entitled kid then told the entitled mother how she wanted to go on the roundabout. The entitled mother told her to hold on a minute and approach me and Cal. She began telling me to get off the roundabout, and Cal said I couldn't. He tried to explain that our sibling had gone to get my dad, but Entitled Mother ignored him. She told me to get off again before grabbing me and trying to yank me off. I screamed in pain again, begging her to stop, but she just responded, Stop being overdramatic and get off. I felt an intense pain like never before in my legs and was crying uncontrollably trying to hold onto the pole. Entitled mother kept telling me to stop being a baby and stop faking it and let her little baby on. The entitled mother pulled me with a lot of force and I fell onto my back with my legs still around the pole. Cal started screaming for Jake and Jake ran over and tried to tackle her telling her, leave her alone. The entitled kid then jumped on telling Jake that I was an attention seeker and tried hitting Jake saying to leave her mom alone. 
At this point, the entitled mother was trying to drag me away, and that's when the other parents saw my leg. Now, it was visibly obvious that my leg was dislocated. The other parents jumped in and dragged entitled mother away from me as she was screaming, She's faking! She isn't disabled! She's faking! As the other parents along with Cal tried to put me back in my original position, the entitled kid ran after her mom crying because Jake ended up hitting her. The other parents stayed with me, Cal, and Jake until my dad arrived while telling their kids to play on other equipment. The entitled mother was still screaming and shouting about how we were attention seekers while entitled kid cried for her mom. James, John, Craig, and my dad arrived and ran over to me with my dad gently unhooking my leg from the pole and carefully carrying me to a nearby bench. My dad told me to do the brave trick and I started biting onto my sleeve as my dad popped my leg back into place. He thanked the other parents for their help, and they told my dad what happened with the entitled mom. He was fuming and asked them where she was, but when he looked around, he saw entitled mom and entitled kid running out of the park. The entitled mom must have seen my dad's face because he looked like he was out for blood. After my leg was popped in, I stopped crying and thanked everyone after calming down a bit. They all wished me well and went back to their kids. My dad carried me out of the park and took me to my mom at her work. She was a nurse, and Jake told her parents everything. They were horrified, and my mother said that if she had kept doing what she was doing, she could have caused me a serious injury. I never ran into Entitled Mother or Entitled Kid again, but my dad told me that if I ever saw her again, to call him immediately. And then, further down in an edit, OP explains what HEDS is. It's a condition that affects the connective tissue in the body, which makes it weaker but more flexible. Essentially, the soft tissues that are supposed to hold you together don't. The crazy thing about this story is that even if this entitled mother was right and you were just an attention seeker, she still dragged a 10-year-old girl who she didn't know off of a playground equipment. That is super not okay, and after you factor in the disability, then as far as I'm concerned, this is essentially a crime. Our next Reddit post is from Britlet Chick. My family has a second home that we regularly visit to mow the lawn, check the mail, and occasionally stay overnight, but nobody lives in it actively. My next door neighbor has decided this means that her and her children have free use of my driveway. Her kids will play and draw and chalk on my driveway, which wouldn't inherently bother me if my neighbor had asked one of the many times they've seen me or my family over there. The recent incident that's really wanted to make me ask them to stop using my driveway is because I went over to the house to spray weed killer on their driveway and saw a bike laying there. The neighbors were outside, and instead of getting up and moving the bike so I could pull into my driveway, they just stared at me and watched me have to park on the street. I ended up having to move the bike myself when I went to spray. The mom then started yelling loud enough for me to hear while I was spraying that her kids had to go back inside because I was spraying the driveway. I was annoyed, but just let it go because I wanted to spray and leave. When I returned a few days later to check on the weeds, I noticed a strip of them that went down the middle of our driveway was mysteriously still green and the rest were dead. I believe that my neighbors poured water on the middle part to wash the chemicals away. This also isn't the first time that items have been left in my driveway and the neighbor didn't apologize. She usually goes inside and tells her daughter, who's like five, to apologize to me. I'm tired of being made to feel like I'm a bad person for coming to my own property. OP, you're too kind. Next time, just run over the bike entirely. <laughs> but make sure there's not a kid in the driveway first. Our next Reddit post is from I Love Me. I'm 39 years old, successful, and am quite well off. My siblings, sadly, are not. My 42-year-old brother has three children. 
My 35-year-old sister also has three, with one on the way. My youngest sister, 28, is married and pregnant, but she had nothing to do with the events of this post. We were all raised to believe that money doesn't matter and all you need is a happy marriage and lots of kids to have a happy life. Being poor and having lots of kids was somehow glorified. Maybe because that's the way our parents lived and they wanted to convince themselves that they didn't screw up. Fortunately for me, I didn't buy into that nonsense. I always knew I never wanted children. I focused on my career and on achieving success. Today, I have my own house, wonderful pets, and a loving boyfriend. My family, however, seems to think that there's something wrong with my lifestyle. My parents have often commented that my five-bedroom house is empty without any kids running around. My siblings often tell me I'm selfish for not having kids and actually enjoying my life. However, their disdain for my selfish lifestyle doesn't stop them from begging for money. My brother and sister have called me and asked me to help pay their bills. Now, if it's something serious like clothes or school supplies for their kids, I'm willing to pitch in. But I always refuse when I'm asked to pay for trips to amusement parks, etc. I also paid for my parents to stay in a high-end assisted living facility. They're my parents. I felt that I owed them this much. However, I couldn't help but feel insulted when they sang praises for my siblings for breeding and following in their footsteps, and how my parents wish I had done the same. As if, among all their kids, I'm the biggest disappointment. For this reason, I've distanced myself from them. I only call to visit or check up on them and don't let them be a part of my life. The other day, I got a call from my sister asking if she, her husband, my brother, and his wife could come over. I said okay. They asked me to leave my fortune to their kids in equal portions. And if they did, they would stop asking me for financial help. They said this as if they were doing me a favor. You don't have kids, so who are you going to leave it to? Asked my brother. I told them I was going to leave my money to charities and that I don't owe them anything. When they went on the you're selfish tirade, I told them to get lost. The next morning, I got a call from my dad telling me they were disappointed in me. I simply hung up. The one family member who has stood by me is my youngest sister. She actually has her stuff together and I could not be more proud of her. Our next Reddit post is from California Oldtimer. Okay, backstory. This happened in 1965. And just for some clarification, I was 26 years old then and I'm 81 now. I had a pool party yesterday and thought about this run-in that I had. So in my old neighborhood, my wife and I rented a home in a community of around 23 homes. Out of those 23 homes, we were one of seven homes that had a swimming pool because the previous owner ordered a pool when he had the house built. Adding a pool was around a $2,000 option, so many people didn't get it. Because I had a pool, a lot of people would try to come over to swim. Now, I was quite generous with my pool if people called first. Understandably, on some weekends, I wanted some peace and quiet. A new family had moved into the left of me and they heard that I was generous with my pool. So the mom and her three kids just came over in swimsuits and asked to use the pool. I said that I was tired and next weekend they could swim, just not right now. I told her she and her kids could go to the community center. She and her kids could have gotten around for about 25 cents around that time. She said, Oh, come on. I don't want to drive all that way. It was three miles. Plus, I don't want my babies in that water with all those inward people. I'm sorry. I just got off a 60-hour week and I don't want to have people over. Sorry. Due to her racist attitude, I didn't want her in my home, so I was very dismissive of her using my pool. Come on. My babies are hot and need to cool off. Just let us swim for an hour and we'll leave. I don't want them in that nasty pool. Just be a good neighbor. 
No, I'm sorry. She then whispers something to her kids and they proceed to beg to use my pool. I just close the door on her. A few hours later, I hear my dog barking and people screaming. I look out the window and the mom and her kids hopped my fence to gain access to my pool and they were being cornered by my dog Cupcake. Cupcake was a big pit bull, but she was a sweetie, always defending me and my property. I take the family out of my yard and tell them that if they come on my property again, I would call the police. She did also try to gain access to the other neighbors' pools and was promptly banned from them as well. So here's a pro tip for how to make friends with people. (laughs) Try not to drop N-bombs in your very first conversation with them. That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this podcast, then be sure to follow me because I put out new Reddit podcasts every single day.